I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You are listening to episode number 44 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friends, happy Monday. I absolutely love that I get to start off your week with you, whether you are listening on your drive to school during an afternoon walk or while you're getting dinner ready. I always hope that you are having a great start to your week and you are definitely kind of top of mind as I'm recording these episodes. If you listened to my episode last week, then you know that we are in a little mini series all about mini lessons. And so if you missed it, I would go back to last week's episode, episode number 43, That's kind of where we started. And in that episode, I talked about what a mini lesson is. I talked about the different parts of each of the mini lessons and kind of just a couple things to think about as we are, you know, teaching the mini lesson and things that will help you keep your mini lesson mini. And so kind of to follow up with that, if you are thinking, okay, I understand what a mini lesson is. I understand how to structure my mini lessons. I understand why they are important but I'm still really overwhelmed by this idea of having to plan it. And I get it. I understand. I have been there, which is why I'm going to share with you my five-step process for putting together an effective mini lesson. So if you have always wanted to use mini lessons, if you you know are wanting to improve your reading workshop instruction, this episode is really going to give you kind of some of the, the tips and the thinking into the actual planning of it so that way you can be effective in your instruction. You can keep them down to 15 minutes. You can come up with those bite-sized objectives. So like I said, we're going to talk through five steps of planning for an effective mini lesson. So I want to quickly walk through the five steps, and then I'm going to go back and break down each step a little bit more in depth. So the first five steps, let me just run through them. Step number one, you want to pick your focus scale for the week. Step number two is you're going to break down that skill into your bite-sized objectives. Step number three is you're going to find a mentor text that you could use to teach those objectives. Step number four, you're going to create your week-long plan. 
And then step number five, you're going to plan your actual lessons and then get whatever supplemental resources you might need, whether that's anchor charts or, you know, sticky notes or whatever it is that you might need. So that's it. Five steps. And those five steps, I promise are not as hard as you think they are. But if you follow those five steps, when you are planning your mini lessons, you can feel confident in your ability to deliver an effective mini lesson to your students. So let's kind of go ahead and break down each one. And I've got some specific examples that I want to kind of walk you through so you can see how this works. So Step number one is, first of all, you want to pick your focus skill for the week. And there are really many different ways. You guys know that I'm a firm believer in this idea that there is more than one way to be an effective reading teacher. You know, one of the things that I encourage teachers to do is always find a way and an approach that works for you. And for a lot of teachers, and this is how I did it for a while too, is I would try to have kind of a focus skill for the week. So we would spend an entire week talking about characters or an entire week talking about plot or an entire week talking about text structure. Now, a lot of times we would have to come back to those things. And so we'd constantly be spiraling. And in some cases, our lessons would kind of bleed over into the next week. And so we might actually take a week and a half to talk about something. Or in some cases, I realized that, you know what, my students are really proficient and we didn't need an entire week. But in my head, it was always really easy for me to kind of map out my year and plan if I spent an entire week focusing on one specific skill. So For example, let's say you are wanting to address part of the standard RL 4.3, which is describe in depth a character, setting, or event in a story, drama, drawing on specific details in the text, yada, yada, yada. That is a really meaty, meaty standard, and that standard really exists for all of the grade levels. And that is not a standard that you would try to teach in one single setting, but you would really break that up. And so if we're even looking at specifically like describe in depth a character, I mean, you could spend weeks and really you should, you know, spend, there's so much that we can talk about. There's character actions, there's character traits, character motivations. There's so much that goes into it. So you are going to not just do one lesson on characters, but you are going to, you know, spend multiple lessons on characters. So let's say your focus skill for the week is to describe a character in depth. And I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but once you have that specific skill, you want to just kind of spend some time. And I I do this like as a brain dump, right? So I'm thinking through, if I want my students to be able to describe a character in depth, if I want them to be able to talk about characters in a really meaningful sort of way, what are all of the things that they might need to do? And in some cases, maybe your district curriculum has already done this for you and they've already broken down these objectives. But if they haven't, this is just a good practice for you to go through before you teach something. And there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to go about that. You know, this is where you you need to think is your understanding of the standards and your students. And so a couple of things that I think of is if I want my students to be able to describe a character in depth, they need to be able to identify a character's feelings. They need to be able to identify character's traits. They need to understand that when we're talking about character's traits, that there are positive traits, there's negative traits, there's internal traits, there's external traits. So all of those right there are small little, you know, elements to that that skill. They need to understand that characters have internal thoughts. They need to be able to make inferences. They need to understand, you know, that characters are motivated, that their actions are motivated by, you know, internal desires. They need to understand that characters go through changes. They need to understand that characters have feelings about the environment and the setting of the story, that characters have feelings about the problem, that characters oftentimes will experience a problem, that a lot of times this problem can be a life lesson, (laughs) you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And that is not even a complete list, but that's just, you know, some of the things that we think about when we describe a character, that's a list right there. And so you want to spend time thinking through what are all of the different objectives? Those are the bite-sized objectives that you could use to teach your students about characters. 
So that's step number two, where you break down that skill into all of those bite-sized objectives. Because that's basically what I just created there is those are a list of your objectives. Those could become your teaching points for future lessons. So once you have that list, then you want to think through, okay, now that I know the specific objectives that I am going to teach my students, what mentor text, picture book, chapter book, article could I use to teach those specific skills? And this is step number three, find your picture book that you could use to teach those objectives. And there is not, again, I have so many teachers that ask me, okay, do you have a list of books to teach characters or do you have a list of books to teach plot or theme? And I do inside our reading membership, we have a list of books for every objective, but there's no right or wrong list. You can use any book that has a character to teach your students about characters. You can use any book that has a problem and a solution to teach your students about problem and solution. There's not like this magic list. So often it comes down to what books are you familiar with? The best mentor text really is a text that you as a teacher are familiar with. You've already read to your students and you feel confident in your ability to use that book to teach your students. So a couple things to think about. Okay. So if you're not sure how to find the best picture book for a specific skill, first of all, think about what picture books have you read and you know really well. I'm sure there are books that you have read year after year. You know them so well. Those would be great mentor texts. If you still aren't sure, then this is where you can ask a teacher friend what picture books they've used to teach specific skills. You can connect with teachers on social media, in Facebook groups, and you can look for those book lists. But I remember when I first moved to upper elementary or not even upper elementary, when I first moved to using the workshop model and I would spend so much time, you know, searching Pinterest and teachers pay teachers for book lists. And I would see, okay, here's all the books I can use to teach characters. And I would order those books, but Unless I actually spent the time to read those books and become familiar with them, the book list did me no good because the book list is not the magic. You as the teacher are the magic. You are the one that can highlight the characters or the skill, whatever it is you're focusing on in the text to the students. So it's not a specific book. It's how you use the book. So you can use, like I said, if you are teaching characters, any book that has a character that you are familiar with can be used as a mentor text. And A couple of things that I try to do is I try to use the same mentor text for the entire week. Um, So if you are teaching, like I said, in this example, we're talking about characters. A really great book to use for characters is A Bad Case of the Stripes by David Shannon because Camilla Cream is such a good character. And especially with feelings, traits, the internal and external traits, she learns a life lesson. She experiences a significant change from the beginning to the end. So I could use that mentor text to teach multiple objectives. So that's kind of one of the things I think about it when I'm looking for a text is like, okay, could I use this book to teach multiple objectives about this skill? But then even so I could always come back to a bad case of the stripes when we're talking about theme, when we're talking about summary, when we're talking about plot. So it really is a book you could teach all of your fiction skills and I mentioned this last week, but when you revisit a mentor text and your students are familiar with the story, they then can kind of free up their headspace to focus on the application of the skill and the objective rather than trying to understand the story for the first time. So the familiarity is super important. Okay. So step number three, find a picture book or chapter book, article, any text that you could use to teach the objectives that you brainstormed in step two. So then step number four is you are going to create a week long plan. And anytime that we create a plan, it is simply a starting point. It is an outline. It does not have to be set in stone, but this is basically just, you know, where we're going to start. And then we're going to see how our students respond and if we need to speed things up or slow things down. And so 
sort of a formula that you could use, especially if you have not read a ton of picture books to your students, you could make Monday the day that you read aloud the text completely to your students. So that way they are familiar with it. So if you have never read A Bad Case of the Stripes, but that's the book you want to use, Monday, all you're doing is reading aloud. You can have conversations. You can discuss the story. You can even let your students know that we're going to pay attention to the characters throughout the week and we're going to come back to it and learn more about Camilla specifically. But you're just going to read the story so that way they're familiar with it. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're going to pick one of those focus lessons that you came up with in step two, you know, one of those very bite-sized objectives, and you're going to use that as your mini lesson. That's going to be your teaching point. So maybe on Tuesday, your lesson is going to be characters have big feelings, just like people. And you're going to focus all about the feelings in the story. Then maybe on Wednesday, since you've already talked about characters' feelings, we're now going to talk about how a character's feelings can change as a result of an event in the story. And you talk about the specific events and how the you know, how Camilla's feelings changed, you know, throughout the story as a result of the specific events. And then maybe on Thursday, you're going to move on to talking about traits and you talk about how a character has internal and external traits, or maybe you realize, you know what, that might be too much for my students. And so we're only going to talk about internal traits on Thursday and Friday. We're going to talk about external traits. Maybe you decide that you want to put both of them in the same lesson. And then on Friday, you know, you say, we're going to talk about how there's evidence in the text to describe a character, whatever it is. When it comes to these objectives, this is what you think your students would benefit the most from. Ultimately, the standard says they need to be able to describe a character in depth, but you as the teacher get to know, okay, what do my students already know about characters? What would benefit them? What can we talk about with the story? And then pick the objectives that you think will help them make progress towards that standard. And obviously you can't squeeze in everything in a week. So you do your best job thinking, okay, this is what's going to benefit my students the most based off of where we're at in the year. So that's step number four, create your week-long plan. And then step number five is you are going to plan out your lesson. This is kind of the hard part. This is where you actually need to script out your mini lesson. And again, I mentioned this last week, but I do have a lesson plan template along with sentence starters and a sample lesson as a freebie that you can grab in the show notes if you're new to planning out your mini lessons. And as a reminder, of course, if you are part of our Stellar Teacher Reading Membership, mini lessons are included for all of the specific skills. But this is where you're gonna script out your mini lesson. And while you're scripting, you want to actually write out what you want to say. You want to think about the key points that you're going to help your students to understand that specific, you know, objective in the text. You want to find one place in the text to use as your model. So, you know, if we're thinking about a bad case of the stripes and we're talking about feelings, you know, you could talk about feelings probably almost on every single page. You could talk about Camilla's feelings. You could talk about her parents' feelings, the doctor's feelings, you know, but ultimately, Our goal is not for our students to fully understand that story. Our goal is for our students to understand the objective and how it applies to the different texts. And so you only need to find one place in the text to use as your model. Maybe you want to use an anchor chart, or if you're using, you know, some sort of graphic organizer for your students to jot on during the engage, whatever it is, you want to find those materials and make them ahead of time. Again, if we have that stuff prepped ahead of time, you're going to be able to save time And you just, you know, script out your lessons, you plan them out for the week, and then you're going to be set. And then the fun part is, is you actually get to teach it and you get to see, okay, how do my mini lessons actually work? Because again, our, you know, we want our instruction to be responsive. We want to make sure that we're teaching our students according to where they are at. And so at the end of the week, I typically like to do a reflection and I like to pause and I like to ask myself, okay, have my students built a foundation that they can use to be able to apply and practice this skill on their own? Because again, 
The goal is mastery, and that happens with practice over time. And so the goal is not after a week of mini lessons on characters that our students are experts on characters, but they have the tools that will allow them to practice that skill throughout the year. Then you maybe want to ask yourself, do I need to either extend my focus on this lesson or on this specific skill and teach other related objectives for the week? Or do I need to reteach anything from this week, either the following week or later on in the year? And this is where you kind of decide, you know, am I ready to teach the next skill or do I need to spend some more time on these objectives that we talked about this week? And this is where it's important for you as a teacher to know your students, to know what they're doing during independent reading, you know, to kind of know where they're at. And then you simply ask yourself, what makes the most sense for me to teach next week? If we spend a week talking about characters, then next week, there's a couple of things you could teach. You could talk about setting. You could talk about plot. You could talk about theme. I probably wouldn't go from talking about characters to teaching nonfiction text features um, that in my mind doesn't really make sense. But if you can connect it, you know, it's all about connecting this. So everything we're teaching builds on each other. So, you know, with, with all of the fiction skills, you can teach them in, there's so many different orders and everything that you can teach them to where it makes sense. But you simply want to think, okay, what makes the most sense for me to teach next week? So those are your five-step process to teaching mini lessons. And let me just quickly review. So step number one, you are going to pick your focus skill for the week. Step number two, you're going to take some time to break down that skill into those bite-sized objectives. Step number three is you're going to find a picture book that you could use to teach those objectives. And then step number four, you're going to plug into a week-long plan. And this is simply based off of using your knowledge of what you know about your students and what would benefit them kind of in this moment. And then um, step five, you're going to plan out your lessons and get your supplemental materials. And then at the end of the week, of course, once you've taught it, you want to reflect and just kind of think about what makes the most sense. And then again, I mentioned this last week, but these are kind of why teaching with bite-sized objectives, teaching with mini lessons work. And it's because your lessons each week or each day are going to have a very clear focus. You know exactly the specific objective you want to teach your students during that week. And when you are clear in your teaching and you know exactly what it is you are teaching your students, your students become really clear on the one thing that they need to practice during their independent reading. So ultimately, it's just going to contribute to their eventual mastery of the skill because you're teaching them a very specific objective and you very clearly said, I want you to practice this in your independent reading and they know, okay, this is the exact thing I need to practice. So Hopefully these five steps help. Like I said, mini lessons I know can be overwhelming for teachers, but if you think about this five-step process, hopefully it makes you feel a little bit more confident in your ability to implement an effective mini lesson. And of course, we will have one more episode next week where I will be talking about kind of all of the different types of mini lessons that you can be teaching that go beyond just skill-based and comprehension ones. So hopefully you'll tune in next week for our final episode in our mini lesson series and You guys know I absolutely love hearing with you, and especially if you have an idea or a topic for a future little mini series in, you know, in in the future for this fall, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at the Seller Teacher Company. I love hearing and getting ideas from you. And anytime you guys reach out with possible podcast episodes, if I've not already done an episode on it, I will be more than happy to put that into my podcast plan because I love giving you guys the ideas and the content that will help you just become a more effective teacher this year. So hopefully you guys are having a great week and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. 
You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week. 